on today's Midcourt Madness, Biggs, people said that we would not be able to, you know, follow up last year's great brand new segment, but I feel like we came up with another creative one that will, you know, have people buzz and have people talking about it. And the title of this week's new segment is Good Teams I Want to Talk About and Bad Teams I Want to Talk About. And I want to iterate here. This is completely different than last week's, okay? Because you could have a, like in last week's show, which was, what was it again? I don't even remember. Better, better than expected? Better than expected. Yeah, yeah. better than expected and not yeah. better than expected. Because you could have a team that you expected to be awful at the start of the year, but they're better, but they're still just mediocre, but not good like this week. Right. So it's completely like separate. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Jordan, how about Stetson Bennett there? Love it. Before we get in here, I see uh, Tulsa, who is five and fourteen, is keeping up with Memphis, who's sixteen and five right now. You watch oh, that? yeah. Hmm. Come on, Tulsa yeah. or Memphis? Let's go. Yeah. No kidding. Anyways, what better team to start off with for good teams? I want to talk about than the best team in the country, Bigs. So I want to talk about Purdue first, and I keep waiting from a regression on this team, either from. Purdue as a team or Edie itself, because if if you remember last like late November, early December, they were ranked number one in the country. We're flying high, and then they kind of like they regressed to the mean a little bit. They ended up being like a third seat, three seat in the tournament. They lose to they were one of the teams that lost to St. Peter's um, in their ridiculous run. But like that regression, just you know, it's the end of January here, and that regression just has not happened. They're halfway through conference get their conference schedule. They are 10 and 1 in conference, 20, 21 and 1 overall. Their only loss this year is a one point loss to Rutgers, who kind of seems to be their kryptonite there. Um, Edie, still 21 and 13. Um, Lawyer, I believe, I can't say for sure, but we talked about this team a month ago. He's, I believe he's increased his output um, to about 13 points per game. I want to say the last time we really talked about it, he was at like 9 or 10. Um, my only concern with this team, Biggs, would be perimeter shooting. 33% um, on the season. But with Edie kind of controlling the paint, like, do they even need to shoot three-pointers? Yeah, I mean, to answer that, I would say yes. I mean, they're going to have to start hitting some shots to continue advancing. I mean, the thing that I've noticed about Purdue is, like, they've won a ton of close games. It feels like every game in Big Ten play for them has been – you know, kind of like contested. It feels like they're not running away from a ton of people. Uh, now, part of that 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 can be like a a promising good. It depends on what what perspective you want to take on that. You know, the good side is that hey, this team is is uh, they're, they're finding tested. ways to execute against tough teams. They're they're closing out games. It's impressive that they've they've shown their metal, especially with that that young backcourt that we talk about. We keep waiting for them to when they get in a tight game, are they going to crack? Uh, they haven't done so. Now, the other side of that, though, is why aren't they blowing teams out if they're this good? And so, you know, like it's it's more process-oriented versus results-oriented. The process-oriented is telling us that maybe they're not that much better than a lot of people. They're they're just – they're finding ways, kind of like what our Vikings did this year, right? I was just going to say, like, like we, we, we tried to reason with ourselves this year, but like, yeah, well, like, it's a good thing they're winning all these close games because in the playoffs you're going to have close games. 
well, then they lose at the first chance they get. Right. Good teams blow people out. Like that's, yeah. that's kind of that history tells us that in college sports, college athletics, college football teams, college basketball teams, the good teams blow a lot of people out. Um, <clears throat> Purdue hasn't done that a ton. So that doesn't mean that they're not really good. They obviously are. They, they are probably the best team in the country. It's still hard to do the Monday, like after test or whatever, and see them winning the national title. But I mean, Zach Eady is just such a, in, in a, in a year dominated by big men, he is the biggest of the big men and he's been dominant. And so I do think they have to start knocking down some shots, but I mean, they're 21 and one, they're 10 and one. I mean, they're, they're going to be a one seed. Right. And I, I guess I don't know what more to say. They're really good. Right. Keeping it in conference here, Biggs. I have Indiana too on here too. Um, you know, we talked about them a while back. They had lost three in a row, kind of. As, I think, honestly, it was after they had beaten North Carolina. They kind of went on a slump there, and I kind of joked that maybe uh, maybe North Carolina cracked the armor a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, lost three in a row and five out of seven, as well as six out of nine. Um, but they've kind of weathered the storm recently. Um, they've won, probably since we talked about them last time, they've won five in a row. Um at that at the time, their biggest win would have been over Wisconsin, but um, I actually have them on my bad team. Bad teams I want to talk about because they've kind of slumped recently. Um, but in addition, they beat in Illinois, they beat in Ohio State. Um, big win on the road at your Golden Gophers, so they've kind of weathered the storm here, Biggs. It's been a weird ride, hasn't it? I mean, you're right. They they beat North Carolina, and on that night, people are probably thinking like, buy all the Indiana stock. This team looks incredible. You and I saw past it, and we're like, no, this North Carolina team sucks ass. Indiana's not that good. Indiana then subsequently goes and loses by 15 to Rutgers. They lose by 14 to Arizona in a game that was never really a 14-point game. They lose by 22 to Kansas in a game that, honestly, that wasn't even that close. So they lose three games there. They're just getting blown out in the span of like 10 days. Then they stink. They lose at Iowa, lose to Northwestern, lose at Penn State. That's just life in the Big Ten. Everybody besides Purdue is probably going to lose three at some point. But, like, by 19 against Penn State, though, it's like... Yeah, that's not good. Rightfully so. We are looking at them as just a bad team at that time. Yeah, frauds. Um, You weathered the storm and then some. I mean, these five games, wins against Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan State, and especially Ohio State, like, those four, and the win over Minnesota, that that looked god-awful basketball. But those four wins, they beat Wisconsin by 18, Illinois by 15, Michigan State by 13, and Ohio State by 16. Like, they're doing the thing that we just asked Purdue to do, they're blowing people out. Um, that is impressive. And uh, three of those games came at home. In Illinois, it feels like it's kind of weirdly just Jekyll and Heidi dysfunctional. But, I mean, that's that the results speak for themselves. And, and, I mean, obviously the whole country right now is freaking out about Trace Jackson Davis and the, number he's, the numbers he's been putting up, especially recently. He's on a bender. The dude's dominating. Um, and it just, it just feels like Hood Shafino's had a good little run here lately. I think he had a really good one against Ohio State. I mean, he's just a rock-solid freshman guard. I think Trey Galloway has moved into their starting lineup, and, like, he's given them some good, good, uh, just good, solid production. Seems like just a quality glue guy. But, I mean, let's be honest, it's Trace Jackson Davis, and if Zach Eady wasn't in the conference, I mean, Trace Jackson Davis would be running away with Big Ten Player of the Year probably. Yeah, and it's interesting, like, I think start of the year, and probably even last year we talked about, yeah, we know they have Trace Jackson Davis. We know they have Rice Thompson, who – um, for what it's worth, Race Thompson has been okay. Um, not you know, guy. tackler. Yeah. 
Um, but I think the relatively unknown thing at the start of the year was like, what are they going to get out of their guards? And you mentioned Jalen Hutchinson. You mentioned Trey Galloway. Xavier Johnson has also been good. Um, but he's been hurt lately, hasn't he? Oh yeah, he has. I'm just, I'm just looking at the points per game on this box score here. Yeah, he has. But Tamar Bates stepped up a little bit too in his absence. So you know mm-hmm. they're getting enough production out of their guards. It's kind. Of, it, it's very Purdue-y, you know, um, like a man in the middle and then getting enough out of the rest of the guys. Yeah, I mean that was one of the things that we were excited about. Like, if if you wanted to be an Indiana proponent in the preseason, one of the big things that you could you could look to was depth. They do have pretty good functional looking depth. And you're right. Trace Jackson Davis kind of centering the whole thing. And then you've got good deep guys where Hood Shafino can, can give you a, a, he can pop one night and then Tamar Bates can pop one night and Galloway can pop one night. And that's how you get a five game winning streak where you've, you know, won by double figures over four good teams. So yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. John, You've mentioned now uh, two good teams in the Big Ten. You've mentioned the number one team in the standings and the number three team in the standings. Who's number two then? Uh, Northwestern. Do you not we want to touch, talk about we, we should touch on them. We should touch on them. Isn't North Northwestern? That's like one of like sort of like the pre- predominant like journalism schools, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. It's fitting that a sports journalist such as myself is not going to talk about them. You're not wrong. I mean, they're, yeah. they're fifteen and five. Let's I mean, what see, say yeah. you about Northwestern? They're 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 playing well. Let's see. I see they've had two games postponed. Is COVID still a thing? Is that? Yeah, they lost a couple games to to COVID. Jeez. Since that little COVID break, though, they handled the COVID pause with uh, with ease. They've come back and they've they've beaten Wisconsin. They beaten Nebraska, and then yesterday they just <clears throat> took Minnesota to the woodshed. Is that um, really a murderer's row there, though? Like, no, I mentioned, I not. mentioned, I mentioned earlier, Wisconsin is on my bad teams. I want to talk about, and we'll get to them. I, I, that it's a three-game stretch. Yeah, it's better to win than lose, but it's like, is that really? No, they beat that, Indiana. That They're the last team to beat Indiana. Where's that at? That was. Oh yeah, they have three weeks ago, but they they did. You know, maybe they're the team that got Indiana back on track. Maybe yeah. that could be. I tell you what. Um, this is the thing. I mean, Northwestern's next. I mean, every team in the Big Ten from about two to twelve is is like good and like could be. You you throw them all into a pot, you jumble it up, and like spit out the standings. And like two can be the, the difference between any of those teams is is so small. So I mean, all of these teams could be could be wins, they could be losses. They'll probably split a bunch of them. But I mean, look at their next eight: it's Iowa, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Purdue, Indiana. Iowa, Illinois. I mean, that's, we'll find out a lot about Northwestern because the first half of their Big Ten slate has been, I would say they got Michigan State at a pretty good time when Michigan State was kind of slumping. That's a team that's picked it up lately. You know, they had Ohio State who, I don't know, they're they're another one that is kind of ass now. Um, Illinois and Indiana. So I, they, I almost played Ohio State on my bad teams too. Yeah, the, the early stretch for them in Big Ten play has not been as challenging. It's, it's definitely backloaded. So we'll find more about this team, but um, definitely an exceeding expectations, like good team. They're 15 and five. We did not see that coming. Yeah. Boo booey. That's your boy. He's, he's kicking ass. He's averaging 16 points, averaging about four rebounds, four and a half assists. Uh, Chase Adige. That's a pretty good guard duo. Yeah. Boo booey. 
He's been so great. Be nice if they could be a little more efficient from the from perimeter, though. I see. It would be. It would. It be. would be. You're right. Yes. Yes. But, no, but they're leading a quality them team. Yeah. And in a jumbled up Big Ten, like you know, you kind of just have to hope that you're in that jumble there, and that's where they're at. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They're they're six and four. If they go, I mean, honestly, you get you're probably like a like nine and eleven probably gets you into the tournament. So they need three more wins. They probably something like that. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised by that. And you, get, get, you get ten wins. You go ten and ten in the Big Ten. You're probably in the tournament. Ten and ten in the Big Ten. I then, think so. At, at that point, you you have to just be called the Big Ten if you're ten and ten. Right. Yeah. Which every team will probably finish because the conference <laughs> is just so balanced. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's turn into web blanket here, and we'll keep it in conference here. Uh, teams that suck. Team. Yep. Teams that suck. I'm I'm doing it. Um, Wisconsin. The notes I have here is I think I was just a year early on my Wisconsin won't make the tournament prediction. Um, they are twelve and eight overall, four and six in the conference. They have lost six out of their last seven. Yeah, it's not great. All all of those in conference. Um, yeah, I did look up the Ken Palm because I want to I want to try and get like the root problem here. You know, mm-hmm. they're not bad defensively. Um, but just not efficient on offense. 125th in the nation in Ken Palm offensively. So, you know, can they weather storm here? I'm not sure. What's their, what's like their upcoming schedule like here? Have they, have they just had like the tough schedule so far? I see Michigan state, Indiana, Northwestern, Maryland. So definitely not the easiest schedule. So maybe, you know, I see they have Ohio state, Northwestern, Penn state, Nebraska. Maybe all I need to do is, you know, get some easy, easy wins to kind of build up the confidence here. And maybe well, which they, one of like, those is an easy win. I mean, Penn state's good. Northwestern's good. Maryland's okay. It's at Maryland. Illinois I mean, none of them are easy wins, but they're definitely not like barn burner type wins. No, there, but there isn't, that's the thing about like the big 10, like the big 12, if we want to talk about that league later, but they're like the big 10 is the same way. It's just, there's one team on your schedule that classes classifies as an easy win. Like there aren't really a lot of like, Man, we get a week here where we play some shit teams. Mm-hmm. The, all these teams can beat Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin can beat all of these teams, but yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to pull some wins out where you're gonna have to win win a couple games that you know you might you might not you're not supposed to probably because all these teams are pretty solid. Could you see them getting to ten and ten, like you we just talked about a little what bit are, ago? What are they right now? Aren't they only they're only four and, four and six? So could you see them finishing six and four? And I. I believe it's ten games. One, two, three, four, five. Four and six. Yeah, they'd have to go six and four in their last ten to get to ten and ten. Yeah, I, I could see that absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, I tell you what, you're right. The offense is that what you just mentioned being terrible? Not efficient is the word. I right. Use, it's. I mean, it's it's just terrible. They haven't cracked. They they haven't cracked. I think uh, they didn't they didn't score seventy points in like the entire month of January. That's not good. So. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not great right now, um, and now it's part of that was Tyler Wall missed some time with an injury, and he he's been he's been kind of in and out of the lineup I think with with something nagging so like that hurts. Yeah, it shouldn't hurt that much though, should it? I mean, it's it's not great. Like they're not a they're not a good offensive team. Now part of that is they play at an incredibly slow pace, so their their tempo also doesn't give them like opportunities to to pick it up like you see this when when Virginia runs into trouble offensively like it can get it can get really pear-shaped quickly because they play so slow 
So if you're missing a ton of shots and you're not getting a lot of shots off, like you're going to, you're going to have games where you struggle to get 50. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's just a scary thought. Um, I still believe, I still believe in Wisconsin. I think they're good enough to turn it on. I have not, uh, this is, this is an abnormal looking stretch, but this is still a team that had Kansas on the ropes, has wins over USC, has wins over Marquette, has beaten Maryland. Um, they've, they've gotten good wins. I still think they'll make the tournament. And I think, I think it starts here in the upcoming week. They, they, they're going to start picking up some wins. All right. Do you have any other teams for the Big Ten? I mean, we can talk about literally every team, but I think that's a that's enough for Big Ten uh, corner today. Yeah, we, we're 16 minutes in. We've only talked the Big Ten. Uh, one thing, just looking forward, is I see your uh, Big Ten. We we talked about you know can Wisconsin get to 10 and 10 in the Big Ten and be called the Big Ten? Um, their last game of the year is at Minnesota. Now, can that's Minnesota? Sort of I believe that they'll get an extra. I mean, that's a free one. <laughs> can Minnesota do? what the Vikings couldn't and put the nail in the coffin for the team in Wisconsin. I hope not because I have a bet that they'll win less than three games in conference play. Where are they at right now? They're at one. So I'm sweating out every game now. <laughs> All right. Do you have a team you want to go to off the top of your head or should I pick one? Um, yeah, I have a team that is let's, let's move it to a different conference here. Yep. And it's a team that was ranked in the preseason started off just horrendously and like they're they're on a they're on some sort of a burner a burner now too and uh, keep keep giving hints and I want to see how long it takes until I can get it okay um they were ranked in the preseason okay part of part of their part of the hype and the ranking in the preseason was due to a strong finish last year they had a they they turned it on last year really finished strong started terrible and they have they have turned it on in a big way here in their last like twelve games. They're cooking now. Part of it is their schedule has been a little light to start conference play, but uh, they're on fire right now. So uh, they are probably as a football school. Their football team also disappoints the hell out of us every single year lately. It seems like oh no. And their coach is a dinosaur. Their football coach is, at least. Uh, okay. Their basketball ba- coach Bama? Is it Bama? Is it Bama? No, Bama's amazing. Okay. I just say they didn't have a rough patch this year. I don't. I don't no. know then. Texas a and Okay. Yeah, they're on my list too. Wait. Okay. I I did send you a picture of my list, so you you. You're I didn't even look at it. I was driving, so I apologize. <laughs> but thank you. Go on. Uh, go on. Yes. The Aggies. We probably marked them for dead in their non-conference. They lost to Missouri uh, Murray State. They lost to Colorado. They lost to Wofford. Not like a really good Wofford team. They lost to Memphis and Boise they State. They don't even have Storm Murphy anymore. Or no. Fletcher McGee. That's the thing. That That's why it doesn't make sense. And, you know, they have a couple losses in there to Boise and, and Memphis who are good teams. But, like, you know, some of these losses are just, I don't know. Their, their non-conference is actually kind of bad. And they have a bunch of losses. So they, don't, they didn't really get any good wins in the non-con where you're like, all right. Texas A&M, we're just going to throw you into oblivion, and not not think about them at all. Um, and they've just been they've just been incredible to start conference play. They're they're right now they're sitting towards the top. They're seven and one, so they're in second place in the conference. Their only loss is at Kentucky, but they've got wins over Auburn. They got wins over Missouri. So these are these are like ranked teams that are solid. Now, you know some of it they they have mopped up on some of the bottom portion like the bottom feeders of the league like Florida LSU South Carolina Vanderbilt but um, 
I don't know. They're, they're playing really well. And I remember we, we mentioned in passing A&M here a couple weeks ago. And I was like, you know, I think part of the big reason that A&M is, is, is stinking it up or just not what they were supposed to be uh, was Tyrese Radford. Our guy, Tyrese Radford. Remember he was at Vautech and I loved yep. him. And he got suspended for uh, like a month, a couple years ago. Yeah. By them. Just yep. a, just a, an excellent all around player. And he had just not been particularly good. Well, in his last like 10, he's been, he's been very good basically since conference play started. He's averaging probably 15 ish plus points a game, um, rebounding at a high level, facilitating at a pretty good level. So he's, it seems like he's really picked it up. And in his last handful of games, he's, he's really picked it up. He had 30 in their win over Auburn this past week. So he, he gives them some juice. I, I Texas A&M's kind of back in the mix, I think. All right. So yeah, I'll just go through my notes here that I had for this. Um, Cause I want, I want to pick a team from the sec and I wrote going with Bama or Tennessee, that would just be too easy. So um, you may remember Biggs. I had this team in my A tier when we had spoken about uh, the SEC during conference preview season. So credit to me there. Um, yeah, 15 and six overall, seven one conference, best wins over Florida and Auburn two times over Florida. Um, I will say, and you kind of alluded to this, they've kind of, you know, fed on these cellar dwellers here. They have not played like Bama or Tennessee yet. So like, their, tough, their tougher schedule definitely is upcoming. Um, but definitely a team to work team worth keeping an eye on here uh, former dookie henry henry coleman uh you, you love seeing these stories where you know just couldn't see the floor at duke because he wasn't flashy like the rest of them um he has kind of turned his life around and is averaging double figures um points not minutes so that's good um and then you mentioned tyrese radford but wade wade taylor is our other guard um he has doubled his production from a year ago from i think it's about eight to like 14 points per game so um, good on him as well. So definitely a team worth keeping an eye on going forward here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And who doesn't uh, love Buzz Williams? I, I like Buzz Williams a lot. He's one of my favorite coaches. So one of the great first names in college basketball coaching. Buzz. Yeah. See, do I have a, I don't think I have another SEC team. Do you have any other ones? I mean, we could talk about Bama and Tennessee until the cows come home. But... Yeah. Today's probably not the best day to talk about the SEC because, uh, Tennessee, well, yeah, they wait. Did Tennessee they, get destroyed? They took one too? on the chin yesterday as a league. It feels like. Yeah. No, again, Tennessee won. Tennessee beat Texas. I remember now. Um, yeah, yeah, they Bama, handled Texas. Bama. Just got pummeled by Oklahoma yesterday. Bama got pooped on. Uh, Auburn got upset. Let's see. Missouri actually uh, handled Iowa State. That that's a good one. Iowa State yeah. is a that that is a team we could talk about on the show too. Uh, TCU took a loss in overtime. That was just a weird, basically all the favorites probably lost yesterday in that big 12 SEC challenge. Like that was, it was really odd. Just some of the results out of that. You're right. Bad day to be a favorite in the SEC. Yep. Or the big 12, unless you're Kansas. Exactly. No, it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, it's like out of the, what, 10, 11 games, there's probably like seven or eight where the team that you didn't expect to win won. Mm Mm-hmm. So definitely. and in like pretty convincing fashion. I mean, a lot of yeah. these, uh, some of these were just like ass whoopings. Yep. I got a team. Uh, I got a team for you. Is it, are we keeping it in conference here? No, I'm moving. I'm moving along. Okay. Are we doing Monday. the what? What were the what were the parameters again? Playing well and not playing well. No, what was it? Good. Good teams I want to talk about and bad teams I want to talk about. Okay. Good teams I want to talk about. Bad teams I want to talk about. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I would like to talk about a good team. Okay. A dry blanket. Clayton. I have them on my list too. You did. You did look at my list. You're no, I did not. I I, I watched them yesterday and they impressed the hell out of me. All right, tell me why. I mean, they they kicked Xavier's butt. They beat Xavier by about twenty yesterday. Uh, that was that was impressive. They are playing good basketball as of late. Um, so maybe Ken Palm knows what he's talking about. I don't know. No, that can't be it. No, they've, they've played well. They beat Providence here. What a, co- a couple weeks ago. I feel like we were talking about that where like they were in control of that game pretty well. They blew out Butler, blew out St. John's and now blew out Xavier. So they got four really good wins. Well, I would say like two really good wins. Xavier and Providence classify as good, good wins. You know, Butler and St. John's are, are kind of whatever, but I mean, it's a team that that is that is sneaky kind of in the mix here. They're seven and three in the Big East. That conference is that conference race. I think is actually going to be really good. You got three teams that are nine and two. Creighton seven and three. I mean, as bad as UConn has been as of late, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of like reflip the switch here and, and some of these teams kind of go into like the the tank. I don't know. Like it's just a good solid league, and there's just always going to be good games. So. Good on Creighton here with four straight wins. And and I will say, like, they've got an opportunity, I think, where I expect them kind of to win their next three. They got Georgetown, Villanova, Seton Hall. Like, you should win those three games in a row. And all of a sudden you're talking a team that's 16 and 8 after they were like six and they were like six and seven because they just could not get a win. They're playing good ball. And and obviously everybody that will talk about Creighton will will talk about Ryan Cockbrenner and how he was out during a good chunk of that six-game losing streak. And, you know, his presence, we, we, I mentioned it a little bit earlier in that they don't get to the free throw line a lot. Remember they, they shoot the ball. Well, they don't put enough pressure on the rim. The one guy that pressures the rim, literally, I mean, he's like dunking everything he shoots is Ryan Cockbrenner. John, this man shoots 75% from the field. That's good. Yeah. Like that's, that's a guy who's not out there trying to impress NBA scouts. Like he's like, yeah, you know what I do? I'm seven feet tall and I can dunk really easily. And so like that, that changes the whole complexion of not only their defense because he's a great defensive big, but their offense because he he provides pressure in the paint. So they they need that to go and and some of their other guys have started picking it up. I think shooting the ball like Shireman, it felt like went through a little like in that six game losing streak. It felt like he was he was going through it a little bit, and and now I feel like he's he's kind of found his groove again. Trey Alexander's kind of found his groove again. It feels like a team that is that is finding themselves again collectively, and you know they still don't get anything out of their bench, which is, I don't know, discouraging. But that's I guess that's just what they're gonna be for this season. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to go those five guys, and and in the tournament when you don't need more than probably five six guys anyway, their five's as good as anybody's five. I don't, I don't know why they can't beat anybody. No, uh, when I was prepping for this show, I was kind of like I wanted to get like a team for the Big East here, and I, at first I had my eyes, my my sight set on Xavier, but remember like our last show where it's like we brought up a team who is better, but then like the day before they had actually lost. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I basically had seen just from looking at the schedule they lost to Creighton. I was like, yep, nope, not doing that again. So I picked Creighton for basically all the reasons that you just stated. Um, I kind of have don't look now, but they won four in a row. Um. We all, and like you said, we always knew they had a great starting five, but no bench. Um, so, uh, you know, can they sustain and kind of like, can they be like this year's Iron Five North Carolina team from a year ago and make a deep turning run? We'll see. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, I do just think it was impressive yesterday. They handled Xavier and they lost to Xavier like a couple of weeks ago in what was a game that it almost kind of felt like even in that loss, they found something and they started playing good ball again. That was a 90 to 87 ball game that they lost to Xavier a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know. It just, it feels like they're, they've, they've, they've kind of refound the swag a little bit. I mean, Xavier, you could, you could still talk about, that's a really good team. I mean, they beat UConn here earlier. We, in the we, we can, we should. Yeah, they're they're nine that. and two in the league. And I mean, that, that makes, that strengthens our Creighton argument. Creighton just beat an awesome team. Uh, Xavier is, is an awesome team as well. So what do you like about Xavier? They're good. I like teams that are good. Except if it's Duke, but they're not good. Right. Uh, what is it that makes them so good? I don't e- I mean, what's so good about Xavier? I don't understand. Like, what's so weird is, like, the, so many of their guys are the same from last year and the last the last few years that, I mean, they have one new guy who's obviously been very important in Suli Boom, but I don't understand how this team is so much different. And where did Suli Boom come from again? I think he was at, like, UTEP. UTEP? Okay. No, um, like I, I just pulled up their season-wide box score here, and honestly, they're kind of similar to Creighton, and I don't see a ton of bench production out of them. It's kind of like another um, Iron Five sort of situation where all five starters are averaging double figures, and the next guy's like at six. Um, so it's actually a very similar team to Creighton. Um, you know, I'm just gonna do it here, Biggs. I'm gonna look at the Ken Palm here. Let's see how they're doing in there. Uh, six offensively. Yeah, that just. They're very great team offensively. They will need to improve defensively. They're 95th there. Um, let's see, who's their big wins here? UConn, but like, can we even say that UConn's a big win? Or two wins over UConn, I see, actually. Which they would have... They might have been the team that ended UConn's run with the first game against them. I think it was either them or Providence. Providence? Okay. I don't remember. Um, but I don't know. Fremantle, we know, is just a load inside. Sully Boom... You know, coming over has been a big boost for them. Um, but, like, they, they have a lot of guys who can beat you on that team. Yeah, I, I find myself, I mean, obviously, Boom has, like, been, like, a huge addition for them. Like, he, he just, he's a he's a dynamic shooter and, like, a great kind of playmaker, uh, studying kind of force at that point guard spot. <clears throat> I find myself, every time I watch them, just so, like, super impressed by Colby Jones. Like he's the guy who I feel like every time that they get into a, they get into like a tight spot or they need a, they get into a, a situation in a game where like they just need a bucket really bad. It feels like he is the guy who just kind of comes up with, he either gets like a, he just kind of sneaky gets in there for an offensive rebound put back or the ball finds him on a, on a reversal and he knocks down a three. I don't know. He just seems like a dude who he's, he's just rock solid. He's like one of my favorite players to watch. And I love watching the Xavier team because of the way they move the ball. I mean, you watch them play, and like you look at look at their numbers, they average twenty one assists a game. That's a huge number. Twenty one assists has got to be their their assist percentage. I don't know if Ken Palm shows that or not, but like it's got to be one of the highest in the country. They pass the ball so well. I mean, Colby well, Jones is a great How many field goals do you maker. think they make a game? How many field goals do you think they make a game? Well, they average what eighty two or eighty three points a game. So <clears throat> they probably thirty five. Uh, you factor in free throws. You factor in three pointers. Thirty to thirty five makes a game. Yeah, probably. It's probably. I mean, they, they assist on probably over half their buckets. Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, that's that's be- they play a beautiful brand of bat. Like, there's the style of play is really really pretty to watch. Um, and I don't remember who I heard they were talking about how Sean Miller, he's always had like a, 
he's always had like a really tough defensive minded type of team. And that's just always been his kind of DNA. And like in his off year, he watched his Arizona team play with, with Tommy Lloyd coaching him. Cause there was a lot of those guys that he had on his team and, and Arizona was just kind of a ho-hum team. Well, Tommy Lloyd takes them and injects just like, we're going to throttle down on the pace and the offense. And apparently he was, he was watching this or whatever. And he's like, I, I need to probably start doing this. And I mean, talk about coaching matters here. I mean, t- he's, he's turned the Xavier team into just like a run and gun, super fun team to watch. And I do think that defense is what ultimately is going to bite them in the ass. Like, offensively though I mean every game they play is just kind of enjoyable to watch if you want to watch a team that just runs the ball up the floor they move it they pass it they can shoot it's it's entertaining to watch they're one of the most entertaining teams in the country to watch yeah All right, should we uh toss it over to a bad team for this conference we can that I want to talk about bad teams All I right. talk who do you about? want to talk yeah. about that's bad UConn okay what do you what do. what are you seeing with UConn I see that conference play has just done a number on them, Biggs. Um, yeah, it's not been kind. No. Went from being, you know, winning their first 13 games by 10 plus points, um, winning their follow, following games. To, so they started off 14 and 0. Um, but since then, have been 2 and 6, currently 5 and 6 in the conference. Um, and as far as what to put, like, what like where to point the blame at? I I don't I can't say for sure. I, one thing I know is just looking at their box score and like the minutes per game. And I feel like we talked about this with Memphis a year ago, um, but they have a very deep team, like a very very deep rotation. Like they play like you know ten, eleven, twelve guys. And I think we talked about that with Memphis last year too, where it's like, are they playing too many guys for players to actually be able to get into a rhythm? Um, could that be it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And when I, when I watch them play, it seems like it seems like earlier in the year they had just a total I, I don't remember if they were ranked in the preseason. They were ranked somewhere probably. If they were ranked at all, it was like right around 20, I bet, right? Um it, it felt like they played like a team that had a giant chip on their shoulder like fuck you, we're going to kick your ass. Um you are going to remember like we are Yukon, we are tough, we're mean. And, like, they just – they kind of kicked ass on everybody. They didn't allow anybody to score. Like, it was defensively – their defense was so good and just locked in. Since since Biggie's play has started here, like, their defense has just gone to the shitter. Like, teams are routinely putting up 80-plus points a game on them. And I know that's, like, the old way of thinking here is just counting numbers. Like, I know efficiency and, like, pay, like pace matters. But I don't see UConn playing at like a breakneck pace. I, I, I would bet if you looked up the Ken Palm numbers, which I'm not going to. You can if you want. Oh, I but just did. You want me to give you the numbers? I don't care about anything other than whatever their pace number is. What's their What's their pace number? Uh, tempo. Yeah, tempo. Okay, one sixty two. Because actually, if you look off- so they're they're middle middle of the road, yeah. which that's that's what I would have predicted somewhere in that middle of the pack. But teams are putting up points on them like crazy now. Xavier at eighty three. Providence, 73. Creighton, they beat. They held Creighton to 60. Marquette, 82. St. John's, 85. Seton Hall, 67. Butler, they beat them. Butler scored 56. Xavier scored 82 again against them. Like, the defense has fallen apart for them. And I think part of that is because, again, it's a team that I think they needed to play with a chip on their shoulder, and they started drinking their own Kool-Aid, and they think, oh, we're just going to be a Showtime flashy team now. It's like, no, that's not what got you guys really good. 
you got to play mean. You got to play physical. You got to win ugly. You're not a Showtime flashy team. So I think they need to get back to playing like that physical mean kind of brand. And I, I don't know if that's like a hard mental, that's like a hard mental switch to kind of make. But I mean, if they're going to get right, they, they better get right quick because they have DePaul and Georgetown this upcoming week. You, you got to win those two games. And then the last like six, though, it, it picks up again. So we'll see. Yes, as you uh, were talking there, so in order to look up uh, UConn, I tried typing UConn in uh, Ken Palm. No results. Do you want to know why? Why? Because they're connect I cut. They are. They are called. They are called Connecticut. Yeah. Um. No, they're actually like the stat I always use for like the top twenty-five and top forty defensively to see if you're a national title contender. They fit that description. They're eleventh offensively and 15th defensively so i'm actually kind of surprised um but that's just where like sometimes you i I hear it every year where it's like who's like the computer tricker this year and i feel like uh uconn is that team this year i would be curious what they were though before conference play started when it comes to defensive efficiency because if they were like third in defensive efficiency and they've dropped to 15 that means they're 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 more like a top 40 defense or something like that lately Right. You you can't be a top fifteen defense and be giving up eighty points a game. Like I don't care, Ken Palm. Like I'll fight so, you on that. So I looked at I, I clicked on week eleven and it doesn't give a date. So but it would have been like the other one would have been week twenty three. So that would be twelve weeks ago. So that's not right. Oh wait, no, they don't do that. Okay, I clicked on. <laughs> I, I was originally on twenty three, thinking it was like the twenty third week of the season or something. No, it's actually just 2023. So I thought when I clicked on 11, I'd be going back a little ways. That's 2011. Was actually, that was, yeah, was actually good that year. Probably, and right? I go there, and yeah, they were very good that year. Because <laughs> they're actually still 15th on defensive. <laughs> that team was, uh, that had that had Kemba. That was Kemba and then a bunch of defenders. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, op- like kind of looking through Ken Palm had me want to look up another team here, Biggs. Um Stop me if you've never heard this before. Uh, Gonzaga might not win their conference this year. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, St. Mary's currently seventh overall in Campom, fourth in adjusted def- defense. So we know how where, where they're very, very good at here. Um, they are 19 and fourth. Like I said, first in the West Coast Conference, undefeated. I don't believe they have not played Gonzaga yet. That'll be Saturday. That'll co- probably come up on our scrolling segment later on. Um, it will. But what a crazy world we live in that Gonzaga at, is at risk of not winning the regular season champ- conference championship. Yeah, that would be – I mean, that would be insane. Like, St. Mary's would have to – I mean, it'll obviously come down to those two teams playing against each other because they do play each other twice. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if Gonzaga sweeps them, then, then that probably changes. But – yeah, I mean, Ken Palm loves loves St. Mary's. The computers love St. Mary's, and so I I honestly haven't gotten my eyes on St. Mary's enough this year to really know. I'll be honest, I have not seen them play a ton. I saw a little bit Saturday night when they played BYU, but I did not get a chance to uh, to see them to see much. So I'm that's a team that I got to see more. Like they haven't been on a lot. They haven't been tested a ton. Their non conference was. I don't know, up and down. They were like sneaky. I know I took they, note they, they when they They've lost played. three games in a row this year. 
Yeah, but they beat North Texas by 30. I remember that one really early in the year thinking, like, holy shit. Like, all right, so St. Mary's is scary. Not um, only that, then, yeah, they held them to 33. That was – it was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they and they played Houston tough. I do remember that a little bit, but I I haven't gotten eyes on them in a while. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what makes them so good, but I know they're they're really highly rated defensively. Um, from everything I hear, they're they're very tough physical style of team. Like I know Logan Johnson has always kind of been that. He's been a rock solid, just kind of like tough minded guard. And like I know the reviews on this Mahaney, he's a I think he's a freshman guard who's he's getting like really, really good hype, really good player. So I'm very I'm I'm fired up for the one against Gonzaga this upcoming week. I think that'll obviously be the big test, and that will be St. Mary's kind of opportunity to to say, hey, we're here. Yep. If they can if they can beat Gonzaga there, so um, I don't know. Yeah, what do you think? I mean, have you have you watched them play? I have not watched them play. I know I see Alex Dukas is like the name that I remember, and he's like their fourth leading scorer. So it tells me that they have some good depth there. Um, but no, I have not watched them play, which. You know, next Saturday, I'm not sure. I, I'm hoping there is a 7:30 game because I know that St. Mary's Gonzaga game is at 9:30. North Carolina Duke is at 5:30, so I hope there's one right in the middle there too. That's a barn burner as well. Mm-hmm. Which I, we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. That's for scrolling, scrolling, scrolling later on. Yeah, that's a good little. That's a good little Saturday evening potentially. Yeah, gotta love unranked ACC basketball. <laughs> I mean, North Carolina beat Syracuse on like Tuesday or Wednesday, so maybe they'll be ranked now. Maybe. Just in time to lose again, just like last time. Uh, that sounds about right. Yep. All right, let's go over to the ACC while we're at it here. Um, All right. A team, um, good team I want to talk about. Mostly, I, I have a feeling that they're going to regress here shortly, but Clemson, 18-4 um, overall, 10-1 and in the conference. Um, you know, could be a byproduct of a not so difficult non-con schedule as well as just a weak ACC schedule. Um, but I definitely want to give them a little recognition before they ultimately, you know, trend down here in a couple weeks. Um, you know, I kind of thought PJ Hall would be their best player this year, just because he typically has been. But they've kind of turned into more of a hunting team. Get it? I do. Yeah, we talked about Clemson a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but no, hunting team, because their two best players, Hunter Tyson and Chase Hunter, have kind of paced them offensively. And then my last note is, do we want to talk about Brevin Galloway? Is he good? I don't know. He must be. He's on Instagram posting that stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think. With Clemson, I mean, honestly, I look at their ACC schedule. I don't know. Do you really think they're going to fall off? I mean, they play Boston College. Then it gets tough for a little bit. They got Miami and Carolina, Florida State, Louisville, Syracuse, NC State, Virginia, Notre Dame. I mean, they're probably going, what? What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. Nine nine games. Can they go five and four? That would put them at 15 and five in the the league. That probably wins it, right? I feel like that's still falling off, though, because that's from 10 and one to five and four. 10 and one to 15 and five? I. I mean, technically from like a math probability or like, like, uh, yeah, continual kind of whatever that is called from a math perspective, I guess it's, it's kind of falling off, but I don't know. That's, that's also predicting like a a pretty low fall. I mean, are they going to go five and four? I mean, you're probably beating Louisville, probably beating Florida state. They have some tougher old games with Virginia, NC state, North Carolina. Yeah. But like, 
the rest of them. Like, can't you win the rest of them? Can't you go six and th- six and three? Maybe you could. And that Miami game at home is could be a tough one too. So, um, I wouldn't be see. surprised if they go five and four, six and three. Yeah. So they'll probably yeah, still they, they, and, they, and they could definitely still be the one seed for the ACC tournament. That say more about Clemson or the ACC? ACC definitely. ACC's and I'm an jumbled. ACC homer, so you know it's bad if I'm saying that. Yeah, it's well, it's just so jumbled. Yeah, there's a lot of teams in here that are just kind of, you know, Pittsburgh is another team that is still up there, still up there. Yeah, I mean, we knew Virginia would be up there. We thought Virginia would win the win the conference, and they're they're probably tracking towards having a pretty good chance still. Has, um, hasn't Hughley been hurt too? They've been, he's yeah, been he's missed played, I think the whole year. Yeah, he's only played eight games, so he's been hurt for quite a while, and they're doing that doing all this without him. Uh huh. No. Yeah, they just I mean they just got a couple of really nice wins here in the last week beating Wake Forest and Miami. So yep. Pittsburgh is still still kind of in the mix. That yep. surprises me. Yep. That other shoe hasn't fallen yet. Hasn't dropped yet. Is that the same? Okay. Uh let's see. And for a more negative team, I have Virginia Tech. Um my note is what happened here? They started one eleven and one, but then lost seven in a row. Then they just beat Duke though, so that was nice. Trending up. So there's but does that, that say more about them or Duke? Probably Duke, but I wouldn't be shocked if Vatek ended up kind of maybe turning it on a little bit because I'm trying to think. Didn't they? Now they beat Duke and they just beat Syracuse, so they are they're definitely trending back up. I'm trying to remember if. Hunter Couture, he played 40 minutes in that win over Duke. He had 15 points. He knocked down five threes. If I'm not mistaken, he missed some time in, yeah, some, of those other, in some of those other ACC games. I mean, he's a super important dude for them. He has 17 games played, and by comparison, looks like they've played about 21 games. So okay, he's definitely so, he missed, so he probably missed a couple games. He was probably at less than 100% in a couple games. Um, you know, maybe he's just a really important guy now. It's awfully convenient to just say, "Hey, the reason they lost eight straight is because of one guy's injury." That's there's obviously they're obviously not a, like a great team, but uh, they're thirteen and eight. They're playing better. I mean, Hunter Couture had twenty in their win over Qs, so he had a nice little week. This dude can shoot it. Uh, so, man, if they're healthy, I do think they're a team that I don't know if they're a tournament team, but like they're a team that's good enough and just kind of frisky enough to. What were they considered last year before they went and won the ACC tournament? They weren't going to be in the tournament, were they? I don't remember. I don't. They, what what seed did they end up getting? Weren't they like a like a ten seed? Maybe. And they won the ACC tournament. I guess that tells me that they probably weren't going to be a tournament team. I think they're probably similar this year, where they're probably in like the bottom half of the ACC, but God. You don't want to probably play against them just because their system, the way they shoot it, they're just kind of scary. Okay. They were an 11 seed last year. Yeah, see, and that's after winning a conference tournament title. That that doesn't that doesn't compute unless they were like way yeah. the fuck out of the out of the mix. Yep. yep. My uh, guy Justin Watts, I'm just a fan. 13. I, I was just I was just going to say like has he fallen off at all? Because I know you were high on him, and I see he's like their third leading scorer now. 
No, I love him. He he's just awesome. He's like a super yeah. utility, like good at everything. He is he is their best player. Um, he's terrific. He just kind of does. He just does everything. Turns the ball over a little more than I'd like, but he's just a stat sheet stuffer. Yeah. Do it all, guy. Yeah, he had eleven points, twelve rebounds, eight assists, and their win over Cuse. That's uh, that's like a leaky black stat line. That's stuff in the stat sheet. Yeah. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Fata, all these teams that are bad that we want to keep talking about, I'm like, I still think there's like, they're not dead. We usually talk about North Carolina then as a bad team. They yes. suck. They do. Caleb Love can't hit a shot. Caleb, have they though? They, they've played no one. No, they've played crap teams. Yeah. And they barely beat a crap Syracuse team. That was sad. They they had to luck out of like the little tip in from Gerard. Yeah, Gerard. Basically basically assisted Nance on that yeah. go ahead bucket there. <laughs> Woof. Oh boy. All right. I just have one more team on my list, Biggs, and we're gonna go to another conference here. Okay. Um Kansas State. I feel like we've talked about them a little bit. But Yeah, but I mean 18... they in the top five or the yeah. top ten. Yeah. Eighteen and three overall, six and two in the Big Twelve. Um, wins over Kansas, Baylor, and Texas. Uh, their leading scorer, who's averaging 18 points per game, before this year basically hadn't played for two years um, in Keontae Johnson. So that's extremely impressive. And has also been just efficient, 53% from the field, 38 from three. Um, Marquise Noel and Desi Sills have you know been you know adequate guards for them. Marquise then, Noel's been more than adequate. Okay, yes. Desi Sills has been adequate. He's Marquise whatever. Noel. He's just another guy. Right. Marquise Noel Marquise is Noel. awesome. He might be an All-American. Yeah. Um, and then they also have this Juco transfer. First year at the D- D1 level in Naquan Tomlin. Yep. Also averaging double figures for them. So he was just one of the a, top-rated Juco guys, if I remember right. Was it? Well, no, just a solid roster and a, like a, a well-put-together roster. Like they don't, they don't have a ton of five-star guys. They don't really have a guy, any guys who have really played together before this year. Um, but they're just gelling right now. They put it on Florida yesterday. They were up over 20 at half. Uh, they ended up winning by like 15, I think. But um, they lost to Iowa State earlier in the week, I think. Right? Or did they beat Iowa State? Yeah, they lost to Iowa State. And they're, a, and they're a good game. team. Yep. They get another one here at Kansas on, uh, what is it, Tuesday or Wednesday, I think. Their Ooh. next three games yeah, right now schedule. are Holy against God. number 9, 10, and 11 yeah. in the rankings currently. Okay. Kansas, Texas, TCU. So... Can Definitely a good measuring stick. Yeah. And two of them are at home as well. That's nice. Yeah. I find myself still just like doubting and waiting for the other shoe to drop. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it, it's the, it's the Monday night in April test for me. Probably. It's probably just like the Kansas state test. Like Kansas state has not they in, in the 30 years of my life, I've been following basketball college hoops for probably 20 of it, give or take. Right. Kansas State's had, like, four good teams. And so I I just – I don't know. I'm just – history tells me to doubt Kansas State. So I'm just waiting. History tells me every year there's a team that pops up like this in the conference that looks amazing, and then they go play Kansas, and they get absolutely shit on. All right, Bays. This has happened to us before where you're just right in the middle of a hot take, and I think what happens is the hot take just messes up your internet. It melts my internet. Yeah, and then I lose you. And so you were talking about Kansas State. So see if you can continue on. I think the last thing you had said was something like, and then they play Kansas. 
And then that's kind of like the last thing I remember hearing out of you. Did you hear me say I've been waiting for them to fall apart and that I'm doubting them? I don't think so. Okay. But, that's, no, that's, no, I did. that's basically what I, I feel like. I'm just like, I keep waiting for them. I'm waiting for them to just fall apart. I'm waiting for them to lose. History tells me that like Kansas, you just are supposed to doubt Kansas state. Cause they've had like four good teams in the, in the 20 years or whatever that I've been, you know, following college hoops. And I thought they were going to get crushed by Kansas a couple weeks ago. They were going to play Kansas or whatever, and they were getting the security guys all trained up for the court storm. And I'm like, no, that's <laughs> they're going to get killed. Kansas does this. Big 12 team thinks that they're rising to the top. They're like, hey, we're here. And Kansas is like, no, only one, <laughs> one team on this corner. Only especially room for one team from Kansas on this corner. Um, and Kansas State beat them anyway. So what do I know? Maybe they'll just Maybe they'll just keep rolling. I will say this. Talking myself out of and back into Kansas State all in one. So this is impressive. Find me a better one-two punch than Keontae Johnson and, and Marquise Noel. I mean, they got to be one of the best ones. I can't think of a, a better one off the top of my head. I can't either. I mean, that's a that's a terrific duo. And when those two guys are on the floor for 35 minutes a night, you're going to have two of the best guys on the floor, and that's, that's important. That matters a lot. Yeah. And one thought that just popped in my head, uh, notable Kansas State alumni, uh, Michael Beasley. That was the last team that I remember being really good was Beasley's yep. team. They, I think they had actually the team that after he left, they got better. Funny how that works. Um, that, yeah, that they had, they had nice teams sometimes. when he was there. Huh? Yeah. Isn't that crazy how it happens? I, I can think about it like with like in a different sport, the San Francisco Giants, Barry Bonds for years. Once he leaves, they win like three World Series in like a few years. It's the Bill Simmons Ewing theory thing. Yeah. But what's that? What's, what's Ewing thing? It's basically like a, a great player on paper, but the team just gets better when he's gone because yeah. I don't know. They don't they don't feel like they, they can play more free. They probably don't feel like they have to placate said good player. Good player just brings down the vibes. Yeah, no, and it's definitely a thing. All right, so I'm through my list. Do you have any other ones you want to talk about, either Big 12 or any other conferences? Oh, I'm trying to draw back to some of the results from this past week off the top of my head head i know right team i was i was gonna talk about um but then as i was researching them i talked myself out of talking about them um and that's called college of charleston um they've been ranked for a while but they also haven't played many teams um they also lost to north carolina who also isn't good so i i I kept them off yeah the the colonial just kind of stinks this year from what i've heard it's not a great league as a whole i watched charleston a handful of times early in the year and and was definitely impressed i thought that was a nice team but yeah, they, they when they just lost yesterday to Hofstra, so they will not be ranked anymore. We don't have to hear people bitching about how Hofstra or Charleston's ranked. Um, nice team, it's a, it's a really good team. So like, I can't remember what pot I was listening to about like don't let don't let your anger about Charleston being ranked make you forget that they're actually good because they are good. They're just not right. a, the twentieth most likely team to win the national title. Basically, was the sentiment they would and, not and get an at large. Is kind of my thing. They would not get an at large. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Probably so? not. But um, that's we're we're a long way away from that. They're they're a really good team, and they they do have some impressive wins in their non conference, especially if Virginia Tech starts playing a little better. So I, I think they're they're a good team. But I, yeah, I I don't know Baylor. I tell you what, Baylor, the team that uh, that I was big on early in the year, has they just got a win over Kansas this last week. And they beat Arkansas yesterday in that Big 12 SEC challenge, which I think they were probably supposed to do. 
but they've been playing some really good ball here ever since a three game. They had a three game losing streak to Iowa State, TCU, Kansas State. All three teams are like top twelve type teams. They've picked it up as of late. So don't look down. I'm kind of souring on Baylor Bigs, um, not because of their their play or anything like that, but because I turned on the TV yesterday. And I'm like, oh, I'm looking at Adam Flagler right now. And then he like turns around and I can see like the back of his jersey and it says Walker. And I was like, there's not a Walker on their team. And like they had a bunch of other players. Apparently they're doing something to honor something like 90. I want to say it's like in 1927, there's like a bus crash that killed like 10 of their players. And they're honoring that by having their names on the back of their jersey. And it just completely threw me off. You're, You're out on them because of that, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> not not out, just souring. Because there's like a five second or a five minute gap in my life where I'm like, who are these guys? I don't know any of these players. Where, where's Keontae George at? Trust, trust your eyes, John. Trust your <laughs> eyes. You don't need the jerseys to tell you who they are. No, I will say this. I, after watching like a full game of Baylor, I hadn't watched them really since they played Gonzaga, like in a full game. I watched the full game against Kansas. And I came away more almost like they beat Kansas, but I was like, I I don't particularly like watching them play. Actually, they they dribble, 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 jack up a ton of crap shots, and they've got some ultra just uber talented guards who can really shoot it. But they're they're the ultimate just feast or famine. I can see you're where talking would... yourself out of them now. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm like mentally preparing myself for Baylor to go on like a huge run or to lose to anyone because they go six of like. 32 from three and like they take some terrible shots they do not well, that that is stuff. their last two seasons bigs and but like I the last two seasons they've been elite on the defensive end and that's but, where the problem like they're not great defensively now yeah but like two years ago i remember us talking with uh um mitchell teague and uh butler and it's almost like it almost be like okay this possession is your turn butler you create something now it's your turn mitchell on the next possession and it was just it's almost like obvious that this is happening and we kind of said like this could be their downfall but then they pummel gonzaga in the national championship yeah uh, and maybe it maybe you're right but those guards i guess were just a lot better than these ones i think yeah so but they're playing well and they get texas tomorrow on monday so i don't know if this pot will be out by them but they play texas monday that'll be a good one and then they kind of have a like what would be classified as maybe the soft stretch for them which is texas tech and oklahoma both at home uh, not not easy games, but like well, you probably should win those. But nope. the Big Twelve is just it's a it's a gauntlet, so it's it's stacked. It is, and it's almost like you know you talk about like contextualizing games, and um, any loss in the Big Twelve you can probably contextualize in some way. I would agree. You know, so it's gauntlet, like you said. Uh, let's see who else looked good over this last week. I, I don't remember every, every game that I watched, but besides that, who's been impressive? I mean, it's hard not to say Oklahoma impressing, uh, with a 25 point win over Alabama, but that's maybe just kind of playing some of the results right. stuff. I, th- I think we hit on most of the teams that are, that are trending in the right directions here. Should we get into some scrolling? Let's do some scrolling. All right, now we won't have our Sunday games because we're recording this about 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. Um, unless if there's any tipping off after this. There are not. There's actually, there's not. Uh, let's see. Let's go into Monday, Bigs. Good uh, Big 12 games. 
Texas Baylor. That's the big one. Yeah. Iowa State, Texas Tech, but Texas Tech is I think they did they win yesterday. I think they might have won yesterday, but yeah. They're yeah, they're they're just kind of ass though. Yeah. And I think two of their guys, Pop Isaacs and I think IMAC are both are both out now. Like they both injured. So I'm having a hard time getting excited about Texas Tech. It's yeah. it's a bummer. I thought they would be good. I liked when Texas Tech was was kind of a big bully on the block. They're they're just not they're just they're just not that right now. So yeah. oh, I forgot to tell you, I went to a uh, Division One college basketball game a couple weeks ago with the team that will probably make the tournament. There was a massive man I bet in that game. Yeah, Connor Vanover, co- co- <laughs> my friend, points him out in the at the start. I'm like, I was like, yeah, he's huge, and I. Look up the roster. Yeah, Connor Vanover. He's an enormous, yeah. an yeah. enormous and I, individual. And then I had to show him the picture of him and Chris Likes from a few years ago, where they did the. Where he's like two feet taller. Yeah, they did the Muggsy Bogues and Minute Bowl thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but no, Oral Roberts, very good team. But yeah, the other t- game I see Virginia Syracuse, um, hosted by Syracuse, so it could be, could be a situation where you know you don't have enough time to prepare for that press, so it could be a slow game that maybe Syracuse can be frisky. We'll see. Uh, Tuesday night. Top 10 matchup. Top 10 tilt. Kansas State at Kansas. Ooh. Maybe Kansas State will prove they're for real. Civil War game, Biggs. Yeah. Uh, that, that is easily the game of the night there. I see uh, Virginia Tech, Miami. See if Virginia Tech can keep it going here. Um, and get, get back in my good graces, because that's really what they're looking for. Yeah, late night. I'm not sure if this one will be on, like, uh, if it's on maybe like CBS Sports Network. It's not showing anything for the oh. TV schedule right now. But that San Diego State Nevada, that could be a good one. The Mountain West is is a solid deep league right now, and I think Nevada has been one of the surprises. So that could be a good one. I think I would consider that watchable. Frisky. All right, let's get into the middle of the week here. See Penn State, Purdue, Providence, Xavier, Tennessee, Florida. Yeah, Providence, Xavier, probably the best one there. And my guess is that'll be on Fox Sports 1. Yeah. See if Pitt can continue their run on the road against North Carolina. Belmont, Murray State. Sad because it's not it's not for the, the OVC anymore, though. They're both in the, the Missouri Valley, so it's kind of weird. Neither team is particular. They're, they're not as good as they have been. How's uh, Nova been recently? I see they go to Marquette on Wednesday. I think they're just kind of whatever. They they lost today to Providence. Okay. I don't, I don't think they've been much. So, yeah, I think they're just kind of undermanned this year. Yeah. Wednesday, I was Civil War them. game. You love those Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, oh. Bedlam. <laughs> they're my favorite. Uh, no, kind of like I'd call this Ooh. an average slate on Wednesday night. Another good late night one though, New Mexico at Utah State. Yeah. That that Good one's boy. probably going to be like a CBS Sports late night tip. So that's a that's one to throw on while you're going to bed. Do, are you someone who has a TV in your bedroom? Yeah, I have a TV in the bedroom. Absolutely. I do not. We never have. Oh, well. Yeah. Throw it on your phone then as you're going to sleep and listen. There we go. There we go. All right, let's go to Thursday. Florida Atlantic at UAB. That could be a good one. That could be good. Yeah, UAB's supposed to be good, right? They were supposed to be the favorite in that league. That, that was, I think when we did like our mid-major one, I think that was like the team we put at the top. Yeah. Going into the year. 
Thursday, it seems like, is becoming like the Big Ten night. Seems like a lot of Big Ten matchups. We have, um, I don't know how to describe this. It's kind of like a Civil War, but it isn't. But it's two of them that involve the same two states. It's uh, North Dakota versus South Dakota State and North Dakota State versus South Dakota. Whoa. Which one do you prioritize? (laughs) You throw out the record books when you have to prioritize one of those games. It's so true. Yeah. Remember when Wichita State was really good? I do. I miss that. They suck now, and so that Houston-Wichita State game doesn't really do much for me. UCLA has been good this year. I see they have Washington. Uh, Oregon-Arizona. Um, Oregon put it on Arizona a couple weeks ago when they played, so... Yeah, can they do it again? Maybe. Here's an opportunity to see St. Mary's. I like that San Francisco team. They're They're good. And so maybe let's see is St. Mary's. Can we catch St. Mary's in a little look ahead spot? Possibly. Could that be a thing? Could be, you know, cause they have Gonzaga Saturday. What do they call that? A trap game? Could it be? Yeah, maybe. Could it be? Yeah. Could be. I'd be nervous. All right. Let's go Friday. Uh, I don't see much. No, St. Louis VCU. How's VCU? Okay. San Diego State, Boise State, those are maybe two of the the two best teams in the Mountain West, maybe. I think Boise's in first in the conference, if I'm not mistaken. So that one, consider if you're looking for just watchable action. They're in second place right now. They're 17 and 5. So Boise State just kind of keeps on winning. Has San Diego State gotten like a, I'm not sure if it's called an offer letter, but have they gotten like an invitation officially to join the Pac 12? I don't think I so. Sw- I, th- I thought I had heard that somewhere. That'd be that'd be a good fit. I feel like they've got a good well, football program usually, and I name a better team to-, to go there than them. Oh, or, yeah, I take no Gonzaga. Gonzaga is probably the best one. Well, they don't have football though. True, but as so far San as Diego State from, would make from a, lot a of basketball sport. standpoint, if you wanted to like really get a good team in the Pac-12, who's if best you one? wanted to juice the Pac-12? Yeah, Gonzaga, San Diego State. You probably want to take New Mexico, and. Uh, St. Mary's. Yeah. Yeah, that'd make a ton of sense. And they might be looking to do that here very soon. Kent State, Akron, I would say, in the MAC. Kent State's legit. And I think Akron's not terrible. But, eh, they're reaching a little bit. All right, let's get into the meaty meaty day here, babes. Next Saturday. Yeah, Um, we have to do a lot of recording. Holy crap. I'm just looking at the 11 o'clock slate. I see, okay, I actually see like two games. Virginia, Virginia Tech, kind of a Civil War game. And then Kansas, Iowa State. Rutgers, Michigan State's pretty darn good. And that's at Madison Square Garden. I wonder what that's for. Ooh, not sure. Probably just because. Uh, maybe Texas. But those State are two Baylor. of the better teams in the Big Ten, I think. That could be a good game. Let's see. Let's get into the 1 o'clock here. I see Auburn, Tennessee. Uh, I want to know if this Auburn team's good. I've watched them a few times, and I just I can't. I don't Who's think they are. Them? Is it solid? Is it? I remember last year we talked about like their guards and like sometimes they'd get a little too shot happy and that that's kind of their downfall. Sure. But now, oh, I forgot they have Johnny Broom. But now, yeah, Wendell Green is their leading scorer on a team that is good. But he's not. I don't. He's not that but good. I don't think. I, I need to yeah, play Stevie I, Johnson. I, 
I look further towards the right here. I see 37% from the field and 27 from three-point line. Is Wendell Green Caleb Love? Maybe. Like a diet Caleb Love or something? I, I'm not sure. But, oh. I mean, like... KD Johnson's actually regressed in a huge way. That dude averages 30, he averages eight points a game, 34% from the field. What's, uh, what's his shot to, or assist to shot attempts number? Well, let's see. He's at 1.3 assists. So he has got on the season, 26 assists, 146 shot attempts. <laughs> so that's roughly what? Six to one? Roughly? Uh, Yeah, pretty close. That's not good. Not great, especially when you're only making 34% of those shots. <laughs> so yet somehow they're in the top they're in the top 20. I respect it. So he, I, he's I, he's your empty calorie guy, but he's actually not getting very much stats at the same time. No, he's like he's like peas or something. <laughs> Just empty in general. Yes. <laughs> and Tennessee <laughs> ranked number four. I hate I hate when Tennessee's ranked that high. So Oh, Civil War game. Uh North Dakota versus South Dakota. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see, two o'clock. That's the thing. I'm only at two o'clock, and I I basically skipped over one o'clock because like there's Auburn, Tennessee. There's Butler, Marquette could be a good one. Um, Illinois, Iowa. Iowa. Exactly. There's so many good games. That's at one thirty. Uh, I see Miami of Ohio versus Ohio Civil War game. Okay. Yep. The, the 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 Dakotas must be doing a round robin thing because NDSU plays South Dakota State on Saturday also. Little four team tournament it looks like yeah, yeah. basically round round robin. <laughs> mm. uh, Clemson Purdue, Miami Purdue Indiana at three. Ooh, that's a good one. Yep, also, Clemson Miami. You missed that one, I think. Yeah, I I saw it. I think I got interrupted and then I forgot to go back to it. Sorry. Okay, contenders in the ACC. <laughs> uh, Texas Kansas State. I hope that game's on TV because some of these Big Twelve like TV like things have been kind of stupid. Yep, and it's been frustrating me. Two good games in that three o'clock time slot there, and then, um, yeah, five thirty. I mentioned North Carolina versus Duke, so you can. Oh, hopefully, let's plan. Let's plan our day. So eleven o'clock. Which game you picking? Probably Kansas Iowa State, right? Yeah, or okay. yeah, or Rutgers Michigan State. Uh, I think it's it's got to be Kansas Iowa State. One or the Brandon Valley B team versus the Rapid City Stevens B team. One o'clock, Auburn Tennessee. Yep. Then you easy. get you get into three o'clock. You're gonna need two screens here, but you have Texas Kansas State and Purdue Indiana. Well, at halftime of that one o'clock one, you can start watching Clemson Miami. There you go. And then by the so time that first one's over, now we're coming down the stretch of Clemson, Miami, and now you're looking at Indiana, Purdue, Kansas State, Texas. Hopefully one of those is on ESPN. They have to be, right? Yeah. And then you might get a little low in the action before that 530 game, North, North Carolina versus Duke. Well, hopefully one of those goes to overtime because those games always go to like 515. Okay, perfect. So it's like uh, enough time to go and go to the bathroom and get a snack. I, I thought we had a 730 game for t- – or no, I was saying I was hoping we had a seven thirty game because I know we have a nine thirty. They they um, do that on Saturdays. It's weird. However, they like, I think they put an NBA game on. However, six thirty Villanova Creighton. All right, that's watchable enough. Yep. Now we need to look forward to around that eight to eight thirty time. 
Kentucky, Florida's at 7.30. Yeah, that's probably what you're left with there. Well, that's coming up after Carolina, Duke. Yeah. Which and in general Michigan. is a good matchup, but neither of those teams are any good either. So, yeah, we got we got two straight unranked matchups on uh, in primetime on ESPN. <laughs> uh, and then finish off the night with one of the better games of the day, 9.30, Gonzaga versus St. Mary's. Yeah, big one. Yeah. What a day. I'm going to have to be recording a lot. I'm going to have to be – yeah, I'm going to have to be just – you could literally spend the entire day in front of ESPN and you'd be in and you'd be in good shape. Yep. You gonna do that? I hope so. You should. But hey, hon, go watch whatever show you want to watch, and I'll just. I'm sure she has. She has to have shows, right? I mean. Oh this yeah, is something, she's. Uh... Like my wife is. My wife is finding shows that she needs to watch because she knows college basketball season. Like, there are just gonna be times where I'm like, yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching games. It's kind of been nice because she's found a couple shows recently that I really don't care to watch. Perfect. Uh, one was Ginny and Georgia. Yep. I don't know if you've seen that one. Uh, no, then, but, but but Danae watches that one. Okay. And then Virgin River. Is she's yeah, like, that one's that one. I watched a little bit of that one, but not, I, yeah, that's a good one for her to watch. You don't know. Yeah, you don't I'm get, pretty you don't sure she's watching that as we speak. Perfect. Um, so, yeah. So that leaves us to pod. Tell her to binge the heck out of it on Saturday. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the bad part is I think she's kind of getting near the end. So uh, maybe I think what I need to do is be like, no, don't watch that. Let's watch Modern Family because that's what we've been watching together recently is Modern Family. Sure. Um, also, we kind of – do you remember the show Catfish? Catfish? No. Okay. It's like it's M- it was MTV and you're like online relationships. Like they just mess with people or something? Yeah. And so then it's event- essentially confronting your catfisher sort of thing. Okay. Um, so we, we watched like three of those shows like the other night. Cause it's that show probably went from like 2011 to, I'm not sure if it's still going or not, but we kind of started watching it on Hulu and it's, it's still good. Catfish. Interesting. Yeah, and some of these are like, how did you not know you were being catfished? Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Like some of them are like people who like refuse to do FaceTime, refu- refuse to do Skype calls, but sure. like you're telling them you love them and you've been dating for like six months online, but they won't, <laughs> don't want to, don't want to let you look at them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's our new segment. We gotta, find, we gotta find some good shows. We've kind of we went we went through a bunch of them, like Jack Ryan and uh, the Recruit on Netflix. That was a pretty good one. Okay, we gotta we gotta find we gotta find some more shows here. Yeah. But all right, that was our new segment called uh, "We Talk About What We've Been Binge Watching Lately." I like that one. I need I need more ideas on that. I need to find something <laughs> else to binge watch. <laughs> All right, let's finish this thing off. Should I should I announce next week's segment? Are we going to go through with that? Do you want to do that already? Or do we want to wait a little longer? It's up to you. I hate when you make me make decisions. You are the better decision maker of the two of us, though. That's true. Let's do it. Next All week, right. we, have a, we have a brand new segment. Um, it's kind of uh, within the theme of if you can't beat them, join them. Um, all these famous college basketball podcasters just love to cite Ken Palm and net and quad one and rpi and bpi i don't know if those last two are still a thing or not um but next week all of our evaluations on teams will be based on analytics numbers there will be no eye test no looking at box scores it's going to be all so and so is 37th in offensive efficiency and that's why i think they're okay but we're gonna nerd out yeah exactly so you don't even need to watch the games that's the thing i won't watch a single game this week and i'll just tell you (laughs) what team ranks high (laughs) I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to pick three teams to start off the show, and I'm going to be like, hey, these are team A, B, and three, but I'm going to list 
go off of their like quad one through four records and then after that i'll say who the teams actually are and you have to pair them up <laughs> that'd be a good exercise it's kind of like the blind be. blind resume yeah blind resumes are fun love doing I know. that yeah so we'll start up so maybe we should do that all the whole day is like pair this team up with the analytical number so come with come with some good ones Bruce. all right all right well this is good i won't actually be prepared for this because i actually do plan on watching the games <laughs> I, I'll convince some of these some of these people that just cite all the Ken Palm numbers all the time. It's like look, your eye test it has to matter some, right? Yeah. No, I love it more because I think we're both talking with the same person. He went mm-hmm. on another thing about his top twenty five and one. It's like this is why I have them still at number two. He's talking about Bama, even though they lost yesterday. I still have them at oh number my two. God. Though. Is that today's it's episode? Like, yeah, that's today's. Fucking terrible. <laughs> God. You want to rank them in the top five? Go ahead. I don't need I, I don't care. Just, just I don't say, care. you know what? I think they're one of the five best teams still, and that's it. You can suck my dick if you don't think so. God, just say that. <laughs> God, you don't need all this fucking mumbo-jumbo with their damn numbers and who they beat. They're still one of the five best teams, and they lost. It happens. God damn. It's not that fucking hard. All right. I think that's a good way to end the show. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.